This is Tennessee Titans Talk. Landon and I are back with you for part two, NFL Mock Draft. We made it to the first 16 picks last night. If you haven't listened to that already, you may want to go back and do that. Had a great time doing that. But Landon, all today after doing that, and I wonder if they do this. I know this sounds funny, but like the guys that make the picks in real life, do they sit around the next day and thinking, oh, I could have done, what if I what if I'd have done that? Because I know today I've been thinking, man, Malik Willis is going to go in one of these picks. And then I was thinking about, like, oh, man, Seattle's going to like Drake London. And I was, like, kind of all over the board there. I wonder how, especially after you, the teams get into the weekends and they're making, like, six, seven, eight picks, maybe that Monday after, like, a lot of second guessing. For you today, on the picks that we made, who surprised you that's still on your board? And is there anybody that, if you could, you you might go back and pick them or not pick them? I think the biggest change I would make is George Karlaftis at 14. I've been hearing some buzz that the NFL is lower on him than the media, which I can understand. He has a chance of falling out of the first round, which I don't quite believe, but if he fell into the mid-late 20s, it sounds like it won't be surprising. And also, him going 14 is a bit of a shock, but I'm personally high on Karlaftis, and just looking at the board and what their needs were, they really need a defensive line, and he was the best guy. The other two guys were a 24-year-old defensive tackle, and a nose tackle. Then the best player on my board would be, I would say, Zion Johnson, I believe. Him and Olave are really close, but I feel a lot better about Zion Johnson's floor in the NFL. So I would go with Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. Right. So generally, I I think we – I feel pretty good about our mock. Uh, Jordan Davis at at nine, maybe – like I said, Malik Willis, uh, I think somebody is going to take a chance on him, but who knows. Um, Lamar Jackson went 32nd. So, um, for me, I feel okay with Kyle Hamilton still being on my board, Devin Lloyd, Tyler Linderbaum. You see guys like interior offensive linemen and go there. It wouldn't be surprised if any or all three of those guys were gone, Devontae Wyatt. But generally, um, this is just an interesting year where you can kind of feel like you've got need – and you've got kind of team philosophies, and uh, it could get wild. But uh, I, I like the work we did yesterday. I've been hearing a lot. This is, like we said yesterday, the time of year where all, all of a sudden things kind of fall into place, more rumors get dropped. And I know a lot of last-minute like scare tactics happen, so it's kind of hard to separate the fact from fiction on the Tuesday and Wednesday before the draft. Uh, let's start. Pick 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now people see them as a, an ascending team just because of their talent, but they they really they really kind of folded down the stretch, and they um, they had an opportunity head to head and make the playoffs and and beat that Raider team. They did not. Uh, I know you're you're higher on them probably. I know you're high on their talent. Who wouldn't be? I want to see more from them. This is an important draft for them. They usually pick higher. They need a receiver. They always seem to need a tackle. Every team in the NFL needs a corner. That seems to be their obvious needs. Where do you see? Los Angeles Chargers going at 17. I think you've nailed their needs. I have seen Jordan Davis mocked them a lot because they had such a bad run defense, and he's so good at that. But they they signed Sebastian Joseph Day, who is one of the best role players as far as run stoppers go, and Austin Johnson, who's a fine nose tackle. They're not going to be the second worst run defense in the NFL, and just nose tackles aren't valuable. To me, it comes down to either Olave, who I do really like, in that Chargers offense with Herbert's arm down the field, you don't really worry about his physicality because 
he's not going to be asked to block a ton like he would with the Eagles or with us. And then I've seen Trevor Penning mocked a lot to them, and I've seen a lot of fans in general that don't like Penning, which I can understand. He has a lot of pass protection warts. He's going to be a penalty machine early on. If he's a right tackle, he's going to have to switch over. He played at a small school. But writers and analysts have done the research over the years, and if you want an above-average tackle, either you get lucky in the later rounds with a guy who fell for medical concerns or off the field or like Jordan Malata in, in Philly, he didn't even play football in college, so he was a complete unknown. Otherwise, you're drafting them round one and two. The Chargers don't have a round two pick because of the Khalil Mack trade. So I think I'm going with Trevor Penning here. It's a standard pick, but it matches up with the need. It matches up with just the premium positions. And he does have a lot of talent, and I am confident that they can develop him. I'm going with Trevor Penning here, too, because I think they have that need. And they do have kind of an ascending team in other spots. Trevor Penning is no more of a risk than Colton Miller, although Colton Miller came from the Pac-12. Um, there were a lot of questions about him. You're exactly right. They have to develop a guy, which is uh, – there's a lot of guys they try to develop in the NFL that never happen, or they just have to take a risk on a guy they like. You see it pay off. These guys this big and that long of that athletic, they don't grow on trees. This is the time if you were going to take a risk, take it at this position, especially if you happen to really need that position. You see teams not reach, and then – the problem does not go away because it used to be you could develop these big offensive linemen, but there's just not as many of them kind of walking around for whatever reason. I think because the college game has changed so much, uh, the blocking schemes and all that. Guys just don't know how to block coming out. So if a guy's got the size and he looks like he has the ability to down the road do it, I think you take it. So for me, uh, Trevor Penning is going to go here, and he would not last after 19 uh, with the Saints, and I think that uh, everybody's going to know that. So I, I, I think if – if he hasn't gone this point, I think he will here at 17. The Eagles' second pick of this uh, first round at 18. Now, for me, uh, I had them pick Drake London, and I think they'd love to have him if he's still there. Uh, there are other needs, linebacker, defensive back. So, at 18, I'm just going to say Kyle Hamilton. Uh, I think a lot of times you'll see like a non-premium guy go when a team has a second pick. They're just going to pick the best player on the board. Weirdly, I think because of age, they, they could look at Devontae White here. He looks like he could be an eagle. But uh, for me, uh, I'd say this could be a good spot for Kyle Hamilton. What about you? Oh, that's a great spot. They do need safety help. They've been linked to Teron Matthew, though he still remains unsigned. I personally went with Garrett Wilson, the receiver from Iowa State, with their first pick. So for me, it comes down to just which defensive back I want, because linebacker is a really huge need. Every linebacker is on the board. But Philly does not value linebacker. They value the trenches, and they value receiver. But they don't have any corners other than Darius Slay. Steven Nelson walked. They don't have anyone else. I'm mocking them Andrew Booth here, the corner from Clemson. He's kind of that fourth, fifth guy in the hierarchy. But he's good. He's solid. They really need a corner. In this draft class, in the second round, I don't really like the depth of corner here compared to the defensive line and the linebacker. So, uh, for me, he's already off my board. I think that'd be a really smart pick. Uh, Speaking of second picks, we're back to... You know, it's interesting. We talked about last night how interesting it is that they made this pick week in it, weeks in advance. They like somebody here. 
Uh, Malik Willis, for me, is still on my board. I have second question that a lot today, but you never know. Um, I don't think they're heading into this draft necessarily with the idea to take him, but they did trade up. They don't have a pick next year. Um, even if uh, e- even if the quarterbacks they have on the roster do well, I mean, eventually, I don't know. If he's here, he's at 19, you know New Orleans likes to take a chance. He seems like a pretty good like culture fit for them. I, I would say if he's still on the board, Malik Willis here at 19. What about you? I agree. I had Willis mocked at pick 16 to the Saints with their first pick. It makes a lot of sense. I don't think they're in a position where they need a quarterback because Jameis Winston looked really good before getting hurt, but he got hurt. He's older. Looking at his career, you don't really trust him that much, and then it's just a bunch of journeymen after him, so it makes a lot of sense. Willis is really the only quarterback I feel comfortable taking round one just because I can understand the ceiling argument with him. So they've already drafted Willis here, and... They will love an offensive tackle with pinning, like I was talking about. You want to get these guys early. But I don't like Tyler Smith. He's going to be a guard at the next level. Same with Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green. Bernard Ryman, I don't get the hype at all. I, I think he he's closer to a round three pick than a round one pick, which seems which I don't understand where people see the buzz. So I'm just going to play it safe. They really, really, really need a receiver because Michael Thomas has not played the past two years, essentially. Christo Lave is on the board. Great vertical stretcher next to Michael Thomas's physical presence, and he meshes well with Willis's arm talent in the future. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, that's going to lead us to, obviously, the Steelers. It's because they're one of a, the most kind of storied franchises. It's always interesting when they come up, this year more so. If you watch them the last two seasons, you know they seriously need some help on the offensive line. And I think it's time for them. They're one of those teams that could just kind of develop guys, right? It doesn't seem that that's kind of as easy as it used to be. Is this a year where we see them just just go find a guy? I think they should. For years and years, they don't operate that way. It really hurt them. I thought they were a good team that was really hamstrung by their biggest weakness. The offensive line does that to you. Certainly Big Ben could have uh, really – really benefited. And then obviously they have one of the better NFL running backs right now, but he's not, he's going to be like Saquon Barkley. He's not going to benefit unless they really beef up this offensive line. You just mentioned you do, you don't really see it on uh, Bernard Raymond, who is the tackle from central Michigan. Now uh, he, there's a lot to like there physically. I know they don't go out of the box. Like Tyler Linderbaum is one of those guys. that seems like an obvious stealer though. Right. You think maybe they go inside there? I know it's just really hard because I, I think if Willis is on the board, that's more obvious. I think a lot of the big talk is going to be for Kenny Pickett here. Um, yeah, I think maybe the the, the original connection, but also I, I don't know that they're not going to just try to make it work with uh, with what they have on the team. And I know that they – I do think there is some potential with um, – uh, with that rehab project they're going to try, a quarterback, and uh, people are going to compare him uh, to our guy. I don't see that. I don't think they're taking a quarterback here. I don't think it's Kenny Pickett. I think they'd like him maybe in a later round. Um, I, the the Bernard uh, Raymond, I'd like to know more. Uh, he seems like a decent fit for them, uh, but I think they'd want more of a mauler in a finished product. Um, 
I'm going to go Tyler Linderbaum, and I think it's because I can't really think of a better answer for them. What about you? You kind of stole my pick there because I'm looking at their depth chart right now. Left tackle is a really big concern. Mm-hmm. I like both their guards. They signed James Daniels, who was really underrated. They paid Chikwuma Okafor a bunch of money, so right mm-hmm. tackle is locked down. Okay, It's either you take a center because I like Kevin Dodson at left guard, or you take Ryman, I guess, because he he would be my highest rate tackle on the board. It's just there is a pretty high fall off. And just for the quick recap on Ryman, he's only been playing it. He's only been playing football for a couple of years. He's a converted tight end. He's going to be 25 as a rookie. He played in the MAC. There's just so many questions, and for a position that is so reliant on physicality and just physical tools, being 25 and playing in a small conference can really mask your issues because you're a grown yeah. man playing against college kids. Exactly. I I hate just to. I hate to have the same pick, but I'm going to go with Linderbaum because he is, like you said, a finished product. He's going to be really good. I think I think they're going to they're going to want Trevor Penning there because I think they could feel like they could develop him. Oh God, he's such I, a stealer. He's not going to be there. He'd be such a stealer. What about uh, Daniel Fallel? I, I think they're a team that wouldn't be afraid to reach. Is that is he's that more he's much? more of a day two guy? Yeah, I think so. He just so he's so big, but you see these guys go up. It is weird because after pinning, and that's how pinning's going to go higher, is like, because Tyler Smith is not a tackle. Um, you know, I, they say shades of Trey Smith. I think that's really smart. And he's going to be a really good player, but I, I just think he's going to be a much better guard. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they're going to miss out there. So maybe they pass, and they do have the guts to do that. But boy, it was ugly at tackle for them last year. Like you said, they've done some some journeyman stuff to try to plug things, but uh, that. That's a really confusing pick. So why not just take a guy who's just kind of already wearing black and gold and looks kind of obvious, um, an obvious tailor. But honestly, I don't feel great about that pick. Sometimes you just make a pick because uh, you just you're not sure <laughs> what they're gonna yeah, do. It, it it feels well the board broke poorly. They would also like Booth because they do yeah. need corner. But oh no doubt you you wouldn't you wouldn't reach on your next best corner after Booth at this spot. Yeah, and that's and, why you see from like eighteen to twenty five teams to trade a third and do this because they do kind of panic, right? Because that board, you know, the yeah. depth and the tiers kind of go. Yeah, this is, um, another spot, this is another spot where the you kind of drop into that next tier. And the teams at the top are just kind of going, oh, we're going to have to go down the board a little bit to get our guy, and we're going to pass on the higher-rated player, but we're just in a bad spot. And the, their roster is a position where they don't necessarily have to hit a home run. Like, Linderbaum is a very nice double, and he has the potential to be – a home run for at the center position. Everyone thinks he has that upside. Well, their fan base is going to be fine with that because you know he he fits the role for sure. Um, at twenty one, the Patriots. Uh, we know the Patriots have made a trade this offseason for a receiver. They have not developed an uh, uh, an early round receiver in a long time, and I think uh, we always hear about how difficult their playbook is for young players. They just, for whatever reason, they haven't got it done. Um, I do think they could go receiver here. They'd love to get a good edge guy, but they're big on depth, and so I think they they would wait for a defensive line. Uh, it seems to me like they would have um, a lot of interest in Chris Olave, who's still on my board. I think he may not be on yours. Uh, do they go receiver here? Who do you like uh, for New England at 21? I think if it's one of the big four with Olave being that fourth guy, I think they would. But other than that, I think they just have – so many other needs we kind of saw last year down the stretch 
that when teams got tape on them, the holes started to stand out. Right guard, guard is really a big question because they traded your guy Shaq Mason for nothing for absolutely no reason. So the, I still do not understand that. Yeah. No one does. Yeah, I feel like if there's any move you should investigate for collusion in the NFL, it's that. It's giving yeah. your old buddy Tom Brady a fringe, a fringe really good starting guard for a fifth rounder just to give him one last ride. That's That feels like there is some shady business going on. But I've looked at the depth in the interior offensive line. This class is pretty nice, and they got Mason in the third, I want to say. They drafted... Uh, he was yeah he was like fourth I think even yeah so they, their interior guys have always been mid late round picks they developed them Michael Onwenu who's replacing Mac Shaq Mason he's a sixth round pick so I think they would hold off and trust their development I've seen Devin Lloyd mock to them a lot and yeah. I'm gonna go with that because we saw mm-hmm. in that Bills game that defense really lacks speed especially in the front seven and Lloyd this is I don't necessarily see him as a round one talent just because if you're going to be a round one off-ball linebacker, you really have to stand out to me. I don't quite see it, but he's a great pass defender. He's super athletic. He's fast. He's the modern type of player. And we just, like I said, with the Bills game, they got to get faster on defense, and this is the best defensive player left. Well, as bad as they are at developing receivers, that's how good they are at developing linebackers. So uh, that, that'd be a good fit. I, I don't know that they go there, but it would – you know, I, I think it would be a good fit. Uh, 22, Green Bay. Uh, we all know they need a receiver, and we know why. They need they could use uh, some help on the offensive line. Um, for me, the way my board falls, uh, I, I think Traylon Burks would make a really good packer. I think he'd be a good all-weather guy just because he's so tough. And and I think he'd be a good fit with um, – uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. He's a, he's not as explosive as some of the guys that have went before for me, but he is a very reliable, very tough guy. I'm going to go Burks here for Green Bay. Yeah, that's. I'm also going to go Burks, and that's becoming a pretty common spot for him, which right. hopefully doesn't happen so he can fall to us. But right, yeah. But you just look at it. What they need, they need size. They need an X receiver. It's really Burks, Pickens, and Christian Watson at this point in the draft, unless Drake London falls. Watson sounds like he's going to be more of an early second because he's an older FCS player with drop issues. Pickens. He's got good tape, though, don't he? What'd you say? I like his tape, though. Oh, Christian Watson, yeah, he's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, then George Pickens tore his ACL, and he's got character concerns. He's going to be a good NFL player, though, So, but I I think his name's going to be called later for two different reasons, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I like Pickens' ceiling more than Burks, but Burks just has a lot of questions, especially – We've seen in the past couple years where guys with character concerns do fall out of favor and get in trouble, and they just don't really pan out. It's like we're seeing it right now with Kadarius Tony. What I'm seeing right now is uh, after 20, a lot of guys that I think Titans fans would like to see, Chris Olave, if he's still there, Traylon Burks, uh, and the next guy that I think is going to be an Arizona Cardinal. I think he's going to be a – I think the next two guys we're going to see, like maybe Tyler Smith, guys that we like, we're going to see them maybe go right before us. And I think it's going to be tough for some of our fans. But um, for me at 23, uh, I'm thinking Tyler Tyler Smith would be kind of a no-brainer for them. Am I wrong there? I do agree that interior offensive line is likely to be the pick. But then the question becomes, do you trust – 
do you believe in Tyler Smith making the conversion from tackle to guard, or do you just go with the proven commodity of Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green? And that is a discussion that I'm not really sure where I stand on because Tyler Smith's left tackle tape, I just flat out hated. Honestly, it's but he really can play gross. guard for them. I think oh, yeah, he'd play I mean, guard yeah. for Arizona. Yeah, he would play guard, but my question is just, we know what Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green will be as guards. Do you prefer the upside and potential of Tyler Smith kicking into guard over the proven commodities? I think the traditional thinking is they will go for the upside. He's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. I He's think younger. at this point, after 20, I don't think it matters. You take either one of them. If you have a need there, you take them. Because I think we'd take either one of them. They're still on the board. I don't know that they will. We'll, we'll see. Um, uh, for me, uh, so who, who do you go with 23 there? I would say, well, this is the spot where I think Devontae Wyatt does start making sense. Yeah, He's that's al- who it came down to for me. I, but I think, I just think Tyler Smith makes so much sense for them. and They've had so many issues on that offensive line. I, I just, it just seems so obvious. But Devontae Wyatt is their other need, is uh, depth of, across that defensive line. Yeah, and they're in a position where, yeah, he's 24 already, but you can you can stomach a guy that's entering his prime as a rookie when you just have so when you have a glaring need like this. When you're I winning think, now, you got the need, and you're picking 23rd. I, I think that starts mattering less and less as it's as each of these picks go. I'm going with Devontae Wyatt here because I do trust in the depth of this interior offensive line class, and just looking at their depth chart, I mean, their guards are. It's pr- the guards are gross, but it's not like, oh my God, we have to take a guard or Kyler Murray is going to die in week one. Well, I'm glad you mentioned him because that's my pick for the Cowboys at 24. Uh, I know they'd love to do splashy stuff in the first round. And if somebody uh, of a big name or especially a, like a receiver is around, they'll probably pick him. But I have always thought they should invest more in their defensive line. They're really well coached, really well schemed on the defensive line, and they've actually made up for that a little bit. The next step for them is like us last year. They need to improve that pass rush and the depth of pass rush. Devontae Wyatt, I think, clicks all those boxes for them at 24. Yeah, I do love the fit there. I really want to give them Zion Johnson here at guard, but I've been reading reports from Cowboys reporters and fans that the buzz is they won't go offensive line first round. Mm -hmm. So then you pivot to... The defense, because none of the receivers are worth the splash here. Jordan Davis, he's the big name, but I don't. I just think, I mean, nose tackle isn't valuable. N'Kobe Dean, I'm not high on. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the pass rushers, it's, I mean, Ibikiti from Penn State and Mafe from Minnesota, really, because they're not going to take Ojabo and have to wait a whole year. I think between Ibikiti and Mafe, They'll go for the higher soon because I do have questions about Abekadi being a fifth-year senior, not having the greatest physical tools. So they'll go with Boye Mafe, edge rusher from Minnesota. He's pretty raw, but he tested out of this world, and he has that upside to be that starting edge opposite Demarcus Lawrence. And I've seen some people say, well, they could take the linebacker and let Micah Parsons play more at edge. But I think that's really underselling his versatility and value because what we saw last year is what you want him to keep doing, where you don't know what he's doing. He could be an off-ball linebacker. He can be matching the tight end. He can be lining up at edge. He can be blitzing. You don't want to pigeon this guy into of a role where it's he's mainly a 4-3 off-ball linebacker where he's rushing. 
Now let's go 25, the pick before us, uh, the Buffalo Bills. What's their biggest needs? Where do you see them going? Their biggest need is really, well, I don't really think they have a big need because... No, they want some yeah. depth at receiver and defensive line, right? Yeah, that's fair. This is a spot where I could see Pickens going, especially with the size he has. But they're in a spot where they can take the VPA. They can do whatever they want. Jordan Davis, I would be interested in here just for the value he brings. But their defensive line is so deep. They've got so many guys I like. They've got nose tackles already. Their offensive line is solid. I mean, Kyrie Alam makes sense, but I think they hold off a bit longer. I think with the news that Pitt, that Christian Watson is being overrated by the media and casual fans, I would use that as a tiebreaker, and they would go with George Pickens because assuming he doesn't have immaturity issues in the NFL, he is a steal at 25. He gives them another weapon that they don't have yet, and he can be the X receiver that pushes them over the top. Mentioned, so yeah. for me at 25, I, I don't know if this is going to surprise you, Lynn, but Travis Jones has got a lot of potential. He's the defensive lineman from University of Connecticut. He stood out on a very kind of blah, bad team. The guy's got a lot of talent, and I think they're going to reach for a need here. Uh, and I think these contenders, they want to pad their lines. I don't think there's a receiver they really like here. I've liked him. I've liked what I've seen of him. I think he fits a, a Buffalo-top player, another good space eater for them. That's going to bring us to the most important pick, 26. The way my board falls, I think it's going to be obvious. I Sometimes you do these, but then when you get, you're like, I don't know if he'll still be there. I think him not being on the real tall side is going to help us. I think the emergence of Tyler Smith as a prospect lately is going to help us. But I, I do think Zion Johnson is going to be the, the pick. But before that, let's talk about, I think it's the elephant in the room. I have heard so much Desmond Ritter talk this week. I I don't understand it. I really like him as a person. I loved watching the Cincinnati Bearcats. This guy is not accurate. He just isn't. And I really hope he becomes a good NFL player. We could definitely use more good quarterbacks. I I haven't been wrong too many times in the last several years when I just really did not see it at all. Um, is there any smoke to that? Because it's ridiculous. And I know we have a lot of people that have no idea what they're doing talking, but is there any smoke to this Desmond Ritter stuff? I don't, people talking about, Oh, uh, Ryan Tannehill's 34, 34 is nothing for a quarterback. Uh, you know, so I, I think we just got to get that out of the way. Uh, are we have, I mean, I guess from one to 10, how much would it shock you if we pick Ritter Thursday? I would just say a flat out 10, because to me, Ritter is, I would say the QB6 in this class. I just don't see it all. Like you said, the accuracy concerns. His arm, people say, oh, it's good enough. You watch even just the highlights. There's so many underthrown balls where the guy has to wait and beat the defender at the catch point instead of just laying it over. Crazy acrobatic catches from Alec Pierce. Yes, he's a great athlete. Yes, he's a great winner. But that doesn't really mean anything in the NFL. I mean, Willis, Pickett... Corral, Howell, even Carson Strong, with a caveat that I don't know what his knee is like. I would take all those guys over Desmond Ritter. Actually, I'm going to upgrade. I mean, I would say it's 11. I'm going to freak out in two days if we take Desmond Ritter at 26. I think especially, and I know we have taken guys to develop, but if you watched our last game, and that playoff game, we were some play calling and uh, you know some some tough passes from 
from really advancing. So don't you want to add to that? Are we thinking developmental there? It just doesn't make sense on any level. And I've still got Pickett on my board. You do too. So, I mean, Pickett is, I think, twice the prospect. Uh, yeah, Pickett is just – Pickett is Well, Pickett does if, not fit us. I mean, yeah. you go back to the Warren Moon days – we don't – that's not our type of guy. And so I like him, and I think he's got potential. And spoiler alert, I think he's going to make it at the end of the first round for me. No, I think we're going to add. And I think if Zion Johnson goes, it'll be interesting. But it'll be interesting that we'll have to scramble. But if we've got a good guard – I'm not saying we have to take a guard or they think they have to take a guard. But I, I think if one of the top two guards is here, I, I think – it's just pretty. It's gonna be pretty obvious because the Boston College connection. He is tough. Yes. Does he have the highest ceiling? No. But this guy is gonna be really good, and it's gonna solve a major problem that we have from some cuts we had to make in the offseason. So for me, the way the board falls, it's Zion Johnson. No uh, national media. It's not gonna be Devin Lloyd. No, it's not gonna be Nicobe Dean, who you guys all think should be gone anyway. I think they could be tempted into the right receiver. But I don't think the right receivers on the board. Arnold Ibakiti uh, could be tempting for them, uh, but no, it's not going to be Sam Howell or anybody else. Kenyon Green, maybe, but I, I think we're going to stick to nuts and bolts, uh, meat and potatoes here at twenty-six. Uh, just you can cut this out, but were you are you watching the Grizz game? Uh, no, I turned it off uh, for while we were doing this. But I, what was that thing earlier with Desmond Bain? Uh, like pushing the coach. <laughs> the oh, I didn't see that. It was so great. You have to go back and find that. It was so weird. Here, I'm, I'll go back to it now. And one second, I'm watching. Uh, ja just had a nasty poster. Man, man Iron Eagle is so good. I've been a huge fan of Zion Johnson this whole draft process, and I would love the pick here. Now, him versus Kenyon Green is interesting discussion of floor versus ceiling because Kenyon Green is a bit raw because he had to keep shuffling positions. He's a year and a half younger. There has been some buzz about some knee issues. I didn't really see anything substantiated. It's hard to tell what's up with that. But Zion Johnson is a lock to be a plus starter at the next level, and that is really valuable. The inner fan of me, the the part of me that really loves Christian Watson, wants to really look at him here because he just adds such a great dimension to our offense. He seems like a great kid. He's just a super fun player to watch on film. I can just see him wearing the two-tone blue, just carving up defenses on go balls when we're play-action to Derrick Henry. My head wins over my heart. I'm also going with Zion Johnson. We make this offensive line go from bottom five to hopefully a bit below average at worst. I mean, it seems so obvious we take a guard that we probably won't. But for me, as long as J-Rob liked him, Green, Johnson... Whatever. I would just be glad we'd have the choice. Uh, like I say over and over, the last five years, you see these guys that you assume are going to be around, they're not uh, a guard because a lot of teams need a guard. The value of those guys is different. So we've mentioned a few times doing the smog draft land, and, well, oh, this team is kind of in a bad spot because they just missed out on what they need. They'll be scrambling. What's the potential we'll be scrambling at 26? I think it's pretty low, assuming we are believers in Tyler Smith. Because you just look at it, Tyler Smith, Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, and Traylon Burks. It's hard to see all four of those guys going. Now, we could see the Chargers, if Penny goes higher than we think, we could see the Chargers pivot to one of these guards. And then that mm-hmm. sets off a domino effect. But the odds are, I feel pretty confident that we're going to have 
one of these guys at guard available to us. When we make our move, is it just a no-brainer to you that at 27, um, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know they've got some some real home-cooking help, uh, but do they just take whoever we don't if both uh, Green and Johnson are there? Or as much as they love uh, the defensive line, Arnold Ibikiti would, I think, be a real temptation for them there. But for me, I think Kenyon Green would go to Tampa Bay the next pick, right? Yeah, I think so. I've seen some people saying Aaron Stinney, who got some spot snaps when guys got hurt, was fine. But I think, I mean, this Brady's got, what, two years left? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to think, I mean, you can't keep doing this forever. You want to win now. I think Kenyon Green just has such a high ceiling, and people are really excited about his floor. I think you give him an offseason to only train at left guard. You've got a great offensive line around him. You've got the GOAT quarterback helping him out. I would go with Kenyon Green here. It's just the offensive line got a bit hurt down the stretch because Wirfs got hurt and whatnot. But, I mean, I mean, Shaq Mason, Wirfs, Jensen, Kenyon Green, you just, you just go all in on Brady. You had maybe the best offense in football last year. You want to repeat, and you just want to contend this year. Yeah, makes sense to me. So, for me um, – we uh, we go back to for the second time Green Bay twenty eight. Um, we know they need a receiver. I had them take Traylon Burks at twenty two. We both so, did. Yeah, so maybe they look line if they if they if they can. Uh, I don't know. They'll they'll do what they like. They could like. I'm going to start mentioning uh, Ibikiti. I guess because it's tough for me to say it. I'm going to mention him because he'd be a really good value here. Um, for me, I think Green Bay would go be ready to take a chance on Bernard uh, Raymond. I think they really need some some youth uh, on the offensive line at tackle. So uh, I think they go Raymond here. Yeah, this is one of the spots where I would feel okay, I guess is the right word. Because at this point, there's not really any obvious guys that you want. You want to kick Elton Jenkins back into guard where he's awesome at. And he's not going to be available to play starting week one because he tore his ACL anyway. I mean, he's old, but Green Bay has some voodoo magic going on in the water up there because they always coach up these offensive linemen. I understand he does have the physical traits. He's older, but if you think that you can coach him up, getting a guy who's already in his physical prime at a valuable position day one is fine. I want to look at Tyler Smith here because I do love him kicking into guard, but Royce Newman was really solid at right guard. Elkton Jenkins is going to move back inside, so I'm going to copy you. Though this is a pretty solid reach for me in terms of where I would have this player ranked versus where he goes. But offensive tackle is super important. He's the best one left. I'll copy you and go with Ryman. Nice. All right, we're now to the Kansas City Chiefs point of this draft. They get the next two picks. They have some needs, but um, I. One would think one of these two picks is going to be a receiver, but you never know. Uh, what do you like both picks? Uh, what does Kansas City do here on your board? Well, their needs are receiver and just the entire defense. Now, yeah, Jordan corner Davis, especially, I think. Oh, yeah. Now, Jordan Davis is still here. Bit of a shocker, but nose tackle isn't that valuable. He, this is a spot where I could see them taking him. They don't have anyone in the defensive line, but I, they really need pass rush because it's Chris Jones and nobody else. We've 
name dropped him like five times. <laughs> I don't know if you said his name correct once. I'm going with Epikiti from Penn State. I Epikiti, he's my pick too. Yeah. I think he'd be pretty obvious here. I think he may go earlier, but he's a no-brainer. Yeah, he's the best edge rusher on the board. They really need edge rusher. Maybe, I mean, you just take the guy. I mean, this is the most valuable. This is to be in the most valuable position on defense, and you have nobody there. You see teams at the end sometimes just the board falls, they scramble, and they say, well, let's take a pass rusher, let's take a lineman. Why not? Um, I, for my next pick, I, I could see them liking Sky Moore. Uh, he has what they like. Um, he's a tough guy. I mean, maybe that's not maybe like a obvious fit, but um, and receiver. Then even this team has done pretty well with receivers in the second round, so maybe they wait to the second round. But uh, it's just hard to kind of imagine. Like you said, they might, and there will be some good linebackers available because I think they're going to be pretty seriously, um, pretty pretty seriously devalued. So uh, if we can't talk ourselves into a receiver, like you said, they just need kind of everything on defense. But for me, my top receiver left is maybe Jahan Dotson. And um, I, I don't know. You know, they want a sh- really short guy. They they want a really fast guy, and they want a, somebody explosive. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe Dodson. Maybe. I mean, Dean is still on my board. So, uh, maybe maybe then. Maybe I'm going to go Dean here and think that they try to, try to just have faith in, in the depth at receiver later on. Yeah, I think when you have Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid, you can kind of get away with punting on receiver because you really can just draft specialists. Hopefully they're better than Nicole Harmon at being specialists. But for me, <laughs> I'm sorry, Nicole Harmon. But for me, I, we mentioned corner is such a massive need. I'm going to go a bit against the grain here, just going off some of the big boards. I'm saying I really like Kyler Gordon from Washington. It feels oh. like Trent McDuffie has kind of stolen his thunder and the fact that he underwhelmed at the Combine. But this is a guy who, if any of you any of you listeners are athletic subscribers, he was, I believe, the top-rated Bruce Feldman on... I believe he was the top-rated corner on Bruce Feldman's freak list. He's got crazy agility, great closing burst. He's a little raw, but he has the ability to play outside. He just has such a high ceiling, and I trust in their ability to develop him. I mean, they got Legereus in the fourth round, and he's been really good. So for me, I have them going... Abikiti from Penn State and Kyler Gordon, edge rusher, cornerback. They're two biggest needs. Okay. Well, let's talk about a team I know you've been interested in, the Cincinnati Bengals. Picking here late for a change. Um, you know, people are going to talk about their needs on the the on the on offensive line. They, they've done a lot to try to fix that. I don't see anybody obvious here, but I think they would take an obvious pick. I don't think they'll be around. Um, I think they could get better at corner. Um Oh, for sure. And so you look at maybe like a, a Daxton Hill, or they could even go sa- or safety, like a, like a Peter who may be a guard or a safety. Uh, Sine, is that how you pronounce the guy from Georgia? I believe Lewis. it's Sine. Sine. That, I would go Sine, right? But, um, I'm not sure. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they pronounce how they pronounce it. But um, Brisker, it's like it is. A lot of good safeties around. Um, you know, this time of the draft. So I, I could see them trying to get tougher on defense. Um, ultimately, the way my board falls, I don't have an obvious pick for Cincinnati. Do you? 
I think so. There's a couple names. Jordan Davis is still here. Tyler Smith, if they really want to go in all, all in on the offensive line and don't believe in Jackson Carmen at guard. I Travis would if Jones, I Jones. Yeah. And Kyir Elam, who's the best true corner on the board. You mentioned several DBs, but those were more hybrid slot guys. Elam is definitely more of an outside guy. Yeah, true. But just looking at their defensive line, I mean, DJ Reader is amazing. BJ Hill is awesome. Jordan Davis feels redundant, really. And they're, and they're in a position where, yes, they can take talent, but they shouldn't be taking a second nose tackle when they have a guy who can play on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think... Hmm. I'll tell you, you, you name mine. I go Kyrie Elam there because I think they want to go higher ceiling there. They've got they got some good play last year from corner, but from some older kind of stopgap guys, I think Elam would be a really smart pick there for them if there wasn't a, a guy they really liked on the interior offensive line. Yeah, Elam is my best true corner on the board since Kyler Gordon just went by. I think, I mean – and just Jackson Carmen did not impress me, and Tyler Smith is getting all this buzz. So I would say I think I will end up going with Tyler Smith. Maybe it's a bit of an overreaction to what we saw in the Super Bowl and really the whole the whole season. But you just look at this new offensive line. Jonah Williams, Tyler Smith, Ted Cross, Alex Kappa, Lil Collins. You had like the fifth best offense with no offensive line. It now got better, have, but keep it coming, right? Yeah, I mean, like, this offensive line, especially this position where having no weak links and having everyone be a bit above average can be really good. I mean, if I I don't feel that confident projecting Tyler Smith guard just because I haven't seen a ton on him, and it's always a bit weird for these guys. But, I mean, the NFL and the reporters and the insiders are all saying he's going to be a late first-rounder. He's going to be a guard. They have a need at guard. Joe Burrow is the best thing that's happened to you ever. You oh, just yeah. go all in. And Why not? not? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't overthink that. Let him let him be rotational. I mean, I, and then with injuries and stuff, to me, I, w- I would just keep it coming. And their fans are going to complain. Oh no, we have we've built a giant wall in front of Joe Bur- in front of Joe Burrow. No, they, those fans aren't going to be clamoring for some skill position player or some guy because they're going to just want more of a healthy Burrow. Uh, all right, we're at 32. We're at our last pick. Uh, this has been so fun. And what would be a great way to end this draft? Maybe it'll happen. To me, the most fun thing would be, just like when Lamar Jackson went 32nd, he gets up there and he's just so mad at the other 31 teams. Um, he, Kenny Pickett wouldn't have a reason to be that mad, but he is a good football player. Kenny Pickett, 32 to Detroit. They've already... They've already been able to pick in this draft lane. I know you're not huge on him. That makes a lot of sense, though, right? It does, and they're in a position where they have pick 34, so the Jags pick once between this pick and their next pick. So they can pretty much get whoever they want here anyway, but if they're going to take a quarterback, you take a quarterback here because that fifth year is so valuable. And I'm not sure if they do go quarterback because it sounds like they believe in Goff. I'm not a fan of any of the guys. You believe in golf? I mean, yeah, I see why you wouldn't take Sam Howell here, but I mean, well, I mean, I believe Pickett here would be. You could believe in both of them. Yeah, well, I believe in golf enough to where it's like, I just think they're in a position where they had a good foundational draft last year. They still have so many holes on the defense. I think reaching for for a quarterback in this class that isn't Willis, when you have all these needs, I can understand that logic, but to me. 
I mean, just looking through the board. I, I get that too. And I know if they had an obvious guy, maybe at an obvious position, to me, we talked about this before. I think Detroit is about to get better. They're not going to get like 10 wins better, but there's some be like really six, bad, poorly run teams in the NFL right now. I don't think they're going to be in the top five for the next few years. I think they're too uh, well and tough coached. I think they're making, they've, I, They've attracted some talent. They've drafted okay the last draft or two. So for me, I think if Pickett's here, Pickett is going to get his day to try to be an NFL starter. I mean, he is. I mean, how good you think he can be is is a different question. But at 32, when you know you're probably not going to be as bad as like Washington or Atlanta or Seattle in the next couple of years, um, no, I I agree with what you're saying, except that you can't. Find a good answer to why not? Why not take that shot here at 32? And especially because we've had them getting Hutchinson, who is going to be great a great pick for them. So I'm just I'm deciding between. I actually have Sam Howell rated higher than Pickett, although I do think Pickett will go higher. I don't think Sam Howell's big enough. I think if he if he was six three maybe, but I like Howell at, at times, but. And I know he did not play on a very good offensive team last year, but I, I just – you see these guys every year. He just doesn't have the frame for it for me. Yeah, that, that's fair. I'm just saying – I mean, Nicobe Dean is still on the board, and they really need a linebacker. He he fits the Dan Campbell personality and the character of this team. Yeah, they, they could have, be all over him. And invested, he would be a great value here. Yeah, They've invested in a lot of big, burly defensive linemen. They got – Hutchinson, I'm going to go with Dean here because the Jags could take him. And this is a spot where I think he is, even though I think he is being pretty overrated, he is probably the top Not rated here, player. though. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the top he's rated, rated player on like the board. 14, but he's not overrated here yeah. to me. He's the top rated player on the board with respect to their needs. So they I would like Dean in Detroit. I wouldn't like Devin Lloyd. I like Devin Lloyd maybe in something a little more wide open. So... Um, if they go linebacker, I, I hope it's at least Dean. Especially if they're going to pass on a good scratch-off ticket for Kenny Pickett. I, I like my logic the more as I said. I mean, why not? I mean, you don't want to say why not a lot because they, they could use more good players. But Pickett has enough of a chance that, you know, at 32. Yeah. I think that's fair in. Why it not? Helps that, it helps that they play in the dome. The Vikings play in the oh, dome. Yeah. So if oh, yeah, it'd be good for his tiny hands and everything. It all kind of lines up. And he wouldn't have as much pressure. I'm like you said, Hudgens would take the pressure. Goff takes the pressure. It makes so much sense. And Kenny Pickett is kind of the quarterback version of the city of Detroit. I could keep going. It would make sense. Yeah. And someone might pick him a little earlier or whatever, but I I personally hope this is the way it goes down because I know I'd like to root for him, and I would certainly like to keep rooting for Detroit. Yeah, that's right. I think just looking through my – Mock draft right now. Only one quarterback definitely stands out as the biggest discrepancy between how my personal opinions on this draft class influence how I think it will go and what will actually happen. Okay. Who's that? So, so the one quarterback was Malik Willis at 16. Yeah. And so Pickett sounds like he'll be that second guy. And maybe we get a third in the Maybe we. The last I don't think picks. we will. A lot of people are betting that we will get a third or fourth. I don't see it in this staff, in this draft, but I, I guess it's not up to me. Do you ultimately, if you had to pick, how many quarterbacks do you think we'll see go in the, in the first round? Willis, P- 
ticket is two. But if you got $10,000 for getting it right, the number, what are you picking for the first 32 picks? That's right, because I only think I don't agree with any of the mocks that have Pickett and Willis going top 10. So we'll say one goes in the top 10, one goes in the mid, late, and then at the very end. I would go with three because I do think, even though this draft class isn't that great, I think the depth being so nice in this spot where like the gap between the 25th and 60th player isn't that huge. Some of these teams at the end, especially like Detroit, who has so many needs, or Cincinnati, who doesn't have any obvious needs, depending on how the board breaks. I mean, like they have needs, but they might not have any good players available. I can see a team trading up at a discount to get that fifth-year option. So I'll go with three. I don't feel great about it, especially in this draft class, and especially because my QB2, Sam Howell, isn't getting that buzz outside of mm-hmm. mocks where just every quarterback goes around one, but I would go with three. When I was watching when I was watching film, I, I really I liked Hal too. Uh, he just he doesn't he doesn't age well with me when I think about his size and everything. Just so many guys that he's got all you know Carson Strong, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, uh, even Ritter. One of these guys is going to be a, a good NFL quarterback. It's just hard to know because every year we have four or five of these guys and we wind up with one or two. Um, I, I think, and of course, there are some of these teams you never know. I feel pretty confident we're just going to have two guys off the board in the first round, two quarterbacks. We're going to find out. That's what makes this so fun. We can pretend that it isn't, but quarterbacks in that position, I think it's because ESPN beats it to death and they have for decades now. The quarterbacks kind of run the draft and they run the narrative, and it does make it really interesting to see where these guys go. Yeah, and going back to Carson Strong, I really wish – we could get his medical info because to me, I think if I were confident in his knee that, well, the knee condition, it's not going to be great. He's still going to be really slow and immobile. If I knew, if like if I were the times I could bring him in, I could check out the knee, and I know, barring something catastrophic, his knee is going to be fine. He's not going to be playing on one leg for the rest of his career. He would probably challenge Sam Howell for me because I did not realize this. He quite literally played last season on one leg. Like he had to hobble around on crutches and a golf cart in practice. Because he fits what the Titans have looked for physically. He's got the frame and the toughness. Oh yeah, if we took him at um, ninety, I would be Yeah. I'd be uh, I'd That be would be excited. awesome. And with that with his injury issues, maybe we can what if he was like our fourth round comp or something? That would be that would be I mean I, th- I think if you're taking him at nine if you're taking him, you're confident that his knee like this, the surgery, I don't remember what his condition is called, but it was pretty bad. But the surgery has a very high success rate of fixing it. It's not like a degenerative thing. So if it worked, he could have just sat out this this past season, gone into the draft, his knee would have been fully healthy. But he gutted it out. He looked really good. His arm talent just pops off the screen. And with the knowledge that he only has one leg, like he doesn't have his left leg out there, you, I mean, if he's there at 90, I th- he would be one of the stills of the drafts, assuming health. In the fourth round, that's just obscene. He's big, he's tall, he's strong. Somebody will probably pick him before then, but maybe that with that knee injury. And I think even – I just don't – we're one of the teams that could just not play him for two years, and we have a really good medical scout staff, even by NFL or pro sports standards. I mean, we could 
if something can be done with that knee, maybe we could do it. I would love a developmental pick like that because, yeah, I mean, I, I really like Sean too, probably as much as any of these guys after maybe the top two. Yeah, I think some people won't like him because of the whole immobility thing and how the game has gone to speed. But I do think either you're super athletic, you have a big arm, and you can scan the field, or you can do both. He's got a big arm, and he can scan the field. I mean, I think his last six games, he threw the ball 50 times a game. And it's not like Nevada is old Miss where they're doing all that gimmicky RPO stuff where it's just no. one read, just throw it, throw a short slant. Like, he's throwing down the field. He's making NFL-caliber throws. He's not playing with a ton of talent. I mean, Romeo Dubs is pretty cool, but that's really it. And to do it all on one leg, and you just see the physical tools, I mean, he's probably my draft crush at quarterback because, obviously, huge caveat that we don't know what his knee is like. But otherwise, I mean... Maybe our staff does, you know. I, maybe I hope so much his, that he won't get drafted, good. and maybe somebody, whatever. I, I think it's a really... People are trying to put a quarterback with us. Well, we have to look. We have a long history of a type, and I think Carson Strong is more that than than a Ritter or, or anything else. Good luck to all those other guys, but uh, we have a type. <laughs> we do have a type, and uh, Strong is kind of in that Steve McNair mold, maybe not that athletic, but definitely that tough and that big. So uh, going to be really interesting to see. Uh, Titans fans, keep an eye out for him in day two. Uh all right, guys, uh, that'll be it for us. Landon out. We, we made it. We're 32 picks. Um, we are so excited to see what really happens. I know you guys are excited wherever you're going to be. Be safe on Thursday. It is going to be a blast. We every year try to do like a real-time thing. We'll post for you on Thursday morning. Uh, but uh, here it comes, guys. It's going to be really exciting. Landon, any parting words? Please, Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green, please be there. Please. Other teams – Keep going with that old school mentality of guards don't matter. I really want one of these guys. Yeah, let's stack them up. Let's run it back and uh, let's stack it up with a good lineman. That's what I say. And uh, although absolute, luck. absolute, absolute worst case scenario, Christian Watson at twenty six. I'm not. I wouldn't be opposed. That'd be fun. What else could uh, Titans fans look for? Uh, maybe that maybe they, somebody they haven't thought that that they, they, they would at least know you would be excited about. Uh, I mean, I feel like we've been, our needs are so obvious that it's really just a matter of who's on the board because it's guard and receiver pretty much unless we take a quarterback and we all know the quarterback. So I suppose Tyler Smith, he's kind of a late bloomer in the draft cycle as far as guards go, but we're going to hear plenty about him because he's one of these hot names like Zion Johnson, even though he's going to be the top ranked guard on most people's big boards. He's just been so steady and so consistent. He's not that exciting. And I would just say Christian Watson, if anyone doesn't know who he is, he's this really intriguing freak athlete from North Dakota State. He's got fun tape. Oh, yeah. He he, he really didn't grow and get bigger until after high school, and so he's kind of a late bloomer, and he's a lot of fun. Amazing athlete. Yeah, he's really really interesting because he was like 5'9 until his junior year, and now he's 6'4". Yeah. yeah, he he ran a legit four three six. It pops up on tape. He returns kicks. He d- runs mainly go balls. They lined him up at running back, and he took some handoffs, and he explodes out the gate. As far as the Titans go, we would love him because he run blocks his butt off. Because at North Dakota State, if you don't run block, you don't play because they like to run it fifty times a game. 
The issue is he does have drop problems. I think his drop rate was 12%, which is really bad. But at the same time, I mean, our team at receiver needs a deep threat, a guy that can consistently stretch the defense, that can be on the field all the time. Because in years past, when Khalif Raymond was on the field, we knew he's running a go ball or he's running a post. He's not going over the middle. He's not run blocking. Christian Watson gives us that versatility. And even though he played at a small school, you can see it on tape. He can sneak up on you for his speed. I mean, he's 6'4", 210, and he's sneaky fast. He doesn't look that fast. And then he's almost striding five yards with each of his steps. And at the Senior Bowl, where he saw a big step up in competition, he looked amazing. I mean, that's just all I can say. Like, the only issues are, one, the drops, and two, for a guy that's 6'4", he's got poor ball skills at the point of attack. He's very much a downfield Feel stretcher more than a jump ball guy, which makes me feel better because if you're a big guy playing in a really small conference and you don't separate, I'm worried about your transli- yeah. your transition. But if you're six four and you run four three six, you're not going to have problems <laughs> separating. And, and I know you said that this week we've heard some teams maybe be uh, kind of stock on him's cooling, but man, I could see Buffalo. I could definitely see Kansas City with two picks. I could see the Packers loving him. So. I don't even know if we'll have that decision to make. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see. Watson, Watson's just got a lot of potential there in the modern NFL. And I think with the drops, people are going to think, we're going to teach him the game. We're going to teach him the position. So I would be so totally fine with him because it's a swing for the fences, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a guy where, I mean, year one, he probably only has like 30 catches, 600 yards. But, I mean, this is a guy who has the potential to be one of the NFL's best field stretchers, and the guy who can play every single down, and he has the potential to be more because North Dakota State doesn't throw the football. I mean, he was catching seven-yard touchdowns almost every game, and they weren't chucking it. I mean, if he went to a bigger school, if he had hit his growth spurt freshman year instead of junior year, I mean, he would have gone to Power 5 school, a past-happy team. He would have looked super awesome. He would go higher. I mean, he just he has so much potential. I mean, this is a guy that... I mean, he just meshes perfectly with our offense and meshes perfectly with A.J. Brown. Maybe. You're talking me into it, and I bet you've talked some Titans fans into it. We're about to find out in less than two days. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being with us. It's been a lot of fun the last couple of days. Say hello to Big Fellow. We miss you down in Florida. Guys, two more days. We'll see you at the draft. Tighten up. Tighten up.